Hello everyone, welcome back to Rebeat, episode 25. We have officially made it to a quarter of a century. Yes. <laughs> no, we're super excited. This is kind of a fun, like, goofy theme. <laughs> but the theme of this episode is friends of friends. Everyone. And not acquaintances. No. Because there's a difference. Yes. These are friends of friends. Just like, yeah, no, like. People, your 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 friends, friends who you don't necessarily like hang out with all the time. Like they're friends, but they're yeah. they're friends because they're your friends' friends. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. I get. <laughs> it's like it's like for those of you who have siblings, your siblings, you, your siblings' friends aren't. Are, friends. They're always going to be your siblings' friends. Right. Even, you can even if you're, even if you're like close. you could be in their freaking wedding. Yeah. And they're still, like, I would still call him Claire's friend or Timo's friend. Right. But. Uh, yeah. No, like, <laughs> I'm, you know, Sarah and I have those people in our lives where I'm like, oh, that's Sarah's friend. And, like, I'm cool. Like, right. we're chilling. We're, right, you know right. what I mean? And vice versa. So, like. It's. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Sarah and I are both excited to introduce you to friends our of our friend, friends. Yeah. <laughs> our, our friends' friends. Our friends' friends. We each have our Look friends. Look at us expanding friends. the Rebeat Network. Yeah. <laughs> This is this is literally that's what we should call the episode theme. It's just networking. How <laughs> <laughs> to network with Grace and I, Sarah? I do want to say though, at one point in time, Grace and Tenno and I were friends of our friend Taylor. Yeah, shout like, out Taylor Price. Grace, great to me. Grace was Taylor's friend, and to Grace, yeah. I was Taylor's friend. Yeah, Sarah Pickle was very much Taylor's friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's pretty cool. And now we have a podcast. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> but yeah, we're we're, we're gonna excited. hear for some pretty, hopefully, friends of friends that maybe we can just make the leap to just friends. It'd be cool if we could. I think I think there's cool definitely dudes. potential for yeah. that. <laughs> there's definitely yeah. solid potential, we are talking, especially. One of our guests I have a class with. So right. If right. I'm not if I'm not friends with him by the by end the of this, this well, yeah. it's a little upsetting. Yeah. A little upsetting. <laughs> but there are yeah, there are five gentlemen in total that we are talking to this episode. And they are all pretty freaking cool. Yeah, they're all really cool. Yeah. And they are all really good musicians. So we're not, excited. Yeah, for that. not Sarah and Grace talking to the boys. Hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. But yeah. Yeah, let's uh let's get started. Let's, let's rebeat. All right, guys. So on this episode of Rebeat, um, we are talking to some friends of friends. So we're super excited to have the Honey Boys on. So I met these dudes through our friend Bryce, who you guys, um, if you've been listening, have heard Bryce on Rebeat. He's in a band called War Is Over with our friend Cam. And he also does his own stuff, his healer. That's been doing really cool and really well. But yeah, the Honey Boys are out of Slow, California. And they're doing some really fun and cool new things. So do you guys want to take a second to introduce yourselves? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm Ari, and I do vocals in the band. I'm from Napa, and yeah. Uh, I'm Reese. I play guitar in the band, and I'm from Boston. Um, my name is Matt Sato. I'm from San Carlos, California. Shout out the Bay Area, and I play the drums. Uh, I'm Grady. I'm the keyboardist slash backup vocalist in the band, and I'm from Germany. Wait, really? Yeah. Okay, wait, total side note, I'm going to Germany in April to, like, study abroad. Wait, where? Uh, at Trier. Trier? Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I lived right next to Trier for, like, three years. It was, like, wait, an hour. Really? Oh, that's yeah, there's a cool. cool, like, skate park in Trier that I was, I'd always go to. It's oh a cool God. city, though. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, like, super excited about it. Yeah, all the, all the COVID stuff's going to be interesting, but, like, we're still going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, they locked down pretty hard when I went there over the, the break. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, no, from what I understand, like, they're still in a lockdown, um, and, yeah. like, right about when I get there is when it'll be over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that'll be cool. Oh, my gosh, wait, that's yeah. so awesome. All right, um, well... Every time we have a guest on the show, we always like to start with this uh, icebreaker question, and that is, in like a hypothetical universe, if you like absolutely had to do karaoke, what would your karaoke song be? All right, I'll go first, Grady. Okay, okay. Um, wait, you, someone else go first, Walking. <laughs> <laughs> I know the song so clearly in my head, I just don't know the name. I mean, for karaoke, yeah. I'm not thinking of like all songs, I'm just thinking of like, 
traditional karaoke songs. Right. And I think at like 2 a.m., if I'm like at a karaoke bar, I'd probably do Hold the Line by Toto. I feel like that's just like nice. a classic karaoke kind of thing. A sing along. Yeah. yeah. Another one for me, I mean, I feel like I'm a singer, so like, of course, I'm going to do karaoke. So it's not really like a forced to do karaoke type thing. Okay, that's good. Uh, but I would do Fly Me to the Moon, probably. I love that song. Oh, that's I, super cute. Frank Sinatra. Yeah. All right. Hey, oh, Bryce. <laughs> yeah. Bryce okay. Right now. That's so funny. Did they put them on? Yeah, literally do it. <laughs> hey, hey, Bryce. Yeah. I'm, hey Bryce, like, what's your go-to karaoke song, dude? Yeah, Bryce, what's your go-to karaoke? I don't know, Bryce's. Wait, what? What did you say? What are you doing? What's your go-to karaoke song? We're doing a podcast right now. You're doing a podcast right now? Right now, you're on it. Oh my gosh! Wow. <laughs> hey Bryce. Hey, wait, is this Grace? Yeah, it's Grace. Yeah. <laughs> you, you called at the right time. We were just talking about you. That's amazing. I was yeah. not expecting that. Yeah. Um, okay, karaoke. Uh, Ultralight Beam, actually. Uh, oh, ooh, that is a good choice. LOL, that Bryce would. Of course. Time, so. All right, Bryce. Well, I'm going to have to call you back, but I love you, man. Peace. Love you too. Peace. Bye, Bryce. Bye, Bryce. Okay, I have my song. All right, what is it? I have it. It's Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith. Oh, oh, nice. Every Every time I do karaoke, I end up doing that song. Wait, that's like point. a really solid pick. I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Okay, my pick is definitely like <laughs> different than yours, but in high school, I was actually in the talent show my senior year with all my friends. Uh, it was like eight of us, and none of us can sing at all, but we were like the last act in the talent show. We, we sang Jar of Hearts. Um, <laughs> so if I was at a karaoke bar at 2 o'clock, in the yeah. <laughs> I would definitely be singing Jar of Hearts. <laughs> so like sad boy hours at 2 a.m. <laughs> like sad boy hours, but it's also like kind of lit because I'll be like singing my heart out. You're and right. So, right. That's yeah, a yeah. Everyone awesome. get hyped and Matt getting hyped. Yeah, yeah. It, it would be pretty cool. Yeah. No, those are all very solid answers. I think they're the art to picking a karaoke song is like you ha it has to be a sing along because no one wants to just like sit and you know what I mean? And like those kind of yeah. settings, you just don't want to like sit and watch. Unless watch. you're like super good. Like if they're yeah, really good, I'll, really I'll good. sit and watch. But if it's but, like, if I'm, if I'm watching Grady sing like a song, I want to be, I want to be singing along. I'm going to say Reese. I'm going to say Reese. <laughs> Not Grady. Grady. <laughs> Not Grady. Ah, uh, you had to. You had to do them dirty like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was joking. I was joking. Right, I was joking. Live on the podcast. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, give it to me, guys. How did you guys meet? How are you friends? Why are you friends? I mean, I, I'm, I always start with like me, me and Matt, the first day of like slow days. And slow days is basically just like this like mini orientation that they do before like the actual orientation. Yeah. And we just like met each other. Based, like we weren't assigned to the same group or anything. It was just like this meetup before, you know, we got in our groups. I didn't really see him that much after that, but it was just that first <laughs> night we just like hung out and we started talking about music. And like, when you meet someone who plays music, sometimes you're just like, oh, let's join a band. And you don't know if it's actually gonna be like a commitment. But like every time I saw Matt like around like the campus, he would always bring it up and it just like, you remembered it and like we both remembered it which is like we just had a really solid connection uh, me and reese you know the emoji on it on like this emoji yeah i met reese and i was like dang this is like this emoji. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah <laughs> no basically um yeah it was orientation and there was like this facebook chat that reese was in and i actually went up to slow days with some friends and they were in this facebook chat so that's when we met and um yeah I know, like, there are other, like, articles and stuff talking about this, but, dude, like, we, we, like, all the people there were kind of just, they were kind of just, like, douches, I guess. Like, yeah, they just I mean, wanted to drink and, like, to get drunk for the first night, and yeah. it was kind of weird. Like, it was, like, kind of weird. It was just, like, mini-orientation. Like, it, it wasn't even actually college, and they were, yeah. like, trying to, like... They were trying to booze on the first night, and they were, like, okay. It's just kind of weird vibes, and then I just started talking to Reese about music, and we just, we're just talking about it at Taco Bell. And it was so awesome. And then he's like, yeah, I'm trying to start a band. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm down. Like, I'm down. You know when you're like, you're down, but yeah, you don't know if you're yeah. down. 
So I was like, I'm down. And then like, I have time to see him and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm Zero, yeah. jamming. So that's, uh, that's on me and Reese, man. Oh, wait, that's like so cool. You guys were like, oh, like we were both uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just more like if, if, when you're a musician and you just find someone else who's like, yeah. music and is passionate about it, it's just so easy to talk to like, yeah. Uh, that, that's just me. I feel like yeah. it's just easier to get that connection. Like, yeah. Wait, that's super cool though musicians. that like music, it sounds like was the connector. Yeah. And then I think Ari can kind of like tell how like I met Ari through like MPU. And he was, it was like this showcase at MPU and he was playing this, like, I just remember there's like a bunch of people playing in there, but like, he was playing this amazing song, like bike and the chords were really good. And I just like, I don't know. I, I like to like, when I'm listening to songs, I like pay attention to like that kind of stuff. And I just knew like the chords were good, just as good as like the melody too. And yeah. I was just like, I was really impressed by that. And I played my song and then he was like, oh yeah, we should like jam we should start a band or that kind of stuff and it just all kind of came together pretty much after that in a number of steps but yeah so then when did Grady come in and Grady came in when um I, was, I met so we first met each other because our um we were both in like the Cal Poly jazz program and we were in different like combos but we got thrown together like because we were free, like we got thrown together in this random like cocktail band, like trio, yeah. by by our jazz director, and uh, we went and played at like some like teacher award ceremony or something. Oh. And, uh, yeah, and then we it was fun the first time, so we did it again. And then Reese found something on my Instagram. I, oh, yeah. I posted some cover of something on my Instagram, and then Jacob Collier cover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um. Yeah, and then he was like, yo, you should come over and, like, jam and, like, record some keys on, like, some songs that we're working on. And hmm. that first night, we yeah. got so much done. Or, like, that first day, we just got so much done, and I just want to know. So you basically yeah. finished all your keyboard for that song. Yeah. First, no. Wait, first okay, day. So walk me through, like, tell me the story of, like, the very first time, like, the four of you guys were, like, in the same room and, like, playing music was the goal of the, you guys hanging out. So yeah, like like they were all kind of talking about. It's like you know, th there's some stories of like bands kind of being childhood friends, and then they start making music together, you know, and they they do this whole thing. Yeah, and we definitely all kind of came. You know, we all were like, I mean, I was second year in college, but everyone else was first year. They're freshmen, so they were all just kind of figuring out, you know, trying to make new friends. And we definitely all kind of came together through like just all being. Think, I mean, like playing jazz and like, you know, trying to be good at music. You know, we all kind of came together because, you know, Reese is a great guitarist. Matt is an amazing drummer. Grady is an amazing pianist and, and, you know, vocalist. And I can sing as well. And it was just nice to all kind of come together and be playing with really like high level musicians. Yeah. That we play together live. That's really why we formed the band to begin with, with was not for like recording or anything like that or even necessarily like writing songs. It was more just to like play together live, you know, first just jamming together. So that the first time all four of us came together and we practiced, we were just pretty much in, I think like in my room or I think it was in my living room in my old house last year. And we just practiced and it was just super nice. We, we ran through songs. I gave people some chord charts and, and stuff for some that they didn't know and we just kind of ran through some random songs and then we just started writing together so yeah oh well what's like, like explain to me like your like group dynamic like are you guys goofy dudes or are you guys like you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> I th i'd say we're pretty goofy yeah <laughs> pretty silly i don't know we, we like to yeah. like, you know you know what i'm saying like we like to we're serious when we need to be right who's like that when we don't need to Who's like the one that's like gonna make sure like shit gets done? Or is that like you are all four of you? It's guys probably Ari and Matt. It's probably me. Um, I, I was like, and it's nice now that we have like a manager who can kind of get on us, you know, for like, yeah. you know, stuff done. It doesn't have to like necessarily come from me. Anymore. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, you know, when it's within the band, you know, you don't wanna be like, you know, telling people what to do. You don't want, you wanna let everyone, you know, play their own instrument, do their own thing, you know, not be like too bossy. Yeah. There's definitely like a balance between, you know, wanting to be like a productive machine, you know, and also having fun and like, just, 
enjoying the process and making the music and not just like thinking about like you know making it or whatever yeah a lot of artists do okay it's pretty chill yeah we're all pretty just like yeah we're we're pretty well like where's bryce where where are you where are you from originally grace i'm from a chicago suburb okay yeah have you been to uh, san luis obispo or anywhere i have not no Okay, well, you know all those stereotypes about California, how they all, like, surf and are all, like, really laid back? Yeah. And say <laughs> yeah, that's, like, kind of us. <laughs> like, <low-key. laughs> I, feel, I feel like everyone here, especially, like, recent grade, they both surf. Ari and I are both from, like, the, I mean, he's from Napa. I'm from the Bay Area, but everything's pretty, like, laid back there. And, um, yeah, I mean, these two kids are engineers. Um, me and Ari, like, are both business um, so we're, we all get our score done, but I'd say that like the band dynamic is just pretty chill. We're just here to make music and have fun. Yeah. Um, we'll also make some dope music along the way. So. Yeah. yeah. And it's crazy too. Cause like, we really haven't known each other for that long. You know, yeah. it's like we met last year and we like hung out as a group together in person for like two and a half months and then quarantine hit. And now we've had this like virtual relationship with each other for like nine, 10 months. And that's been yeah. very figuring that out balancing that uh we've been super like productive you know just like sending each other tracks and like you know working over the internet was actually super like nice for our workflow just because of the way that we record we kind of like to add in a lot of samples and a lot of so it it was really easy but at the same time challenging to you know start doing stuff over the internet and become like a, a virtual band yeah. yeah yeah that's really i know the the whole COVID thing has definitely changed a lot about how music works um now but it sounds like that's awesome i was gonna ask if you guys like what have you guys been up to but it seems like you guys have been really productive like don't you guys have i know you guys just dropped da vinci which by the way sarah and i are actually obsessed with it like we love it <laughs> we've been i won't even lie i've played it too many times like I've showed it to a lot of friends I like it a lot but it, you guys have like a new something coming out soon right yes yeah yes, so it sounds do. like you guys that's really awesome that you guys have like been able to like be productive and write and record and that's so fun yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the funny thing too is like I didn't even know how to record that well like I had some experience but barely any in like fruity loops like before but then like the whole band kind of encouraged me to just like get my own kind of recording setup and really learn how to like produce. And I think like quarantine, I just really learned how to like produce and put like songs together and record, which is really helpful. Yeah. Let me like grow a lot, which is, yeah. Do you guys yeah. want to talk about like, like describe like your like sound slash like some like music inspo? Well, as Ree said, we're kind of like more like a modern R&B, jazz, pop, indie. <laughs> fusion cool. yeah. of things together. <laughs> That's um, a fusion, yeah. Yes. I'd say but, that our sound is, we're trying to kind of um, dive into like, you know, kind of vintage roots while still kind of having some modern production on top of that. You know, so maintaining a lot of interesting chord progressions and not just, you know, we've definitely released a good amount of songs that have had very poppy chord progressions. Uh, but at the same time, we're, we're trying to like incorporate pop and kind of jazz with that kind of modern production you know and just infuse whether it be indie jazz you know prog rock psychedelic rock punk you know alternative rock kind of combining those genres and then putting it with kind of more modern drum production you know with that heavy bass that that really like um i don't know four on the floor kind of like disco kind of feeling that a lot of new songs kind of have yeah i feel go ahead oh sorry i was gonna say like i feel like we're trying to like label it, but it's kind of just like Honey Boys is like a full sound. Like we have like a, a, a distinct full sound that like every song has. That like you, you know genres are just cult, social constructs. You know, I mean at the end of the day. <laughs> but yeah, I just feel like we have our own unique sound that is poppy and is jazzy. But um, we take like a little. Every song's a little bit different, so. Yeah. You know. What are it's some, always changing too? Yeah. There were some like artists that you guys like bond over. Tim Paula, for sure. Yeah. We all love Tim Paula. I'd say Dave Keller, Paula, too. Probably the biggest one, just because, like, I had no idea who that man was before uh, Grady showed me him. And uh, I remember <laughs> the second time we, we hung out, 
and he was at my house and we were just chilling. He was like, oh, check out the song. And he played it on my, on, on my big monitors and it just like blew me away how amazing his arrangement was, all the harmonies that he does and how jazzy it was. And I was like, that is insane. Like, yeah, really, you need to do something like that. I don't, I don't even know. Like, you know, we definitely are nowhere near like co as complex as Jacob Collier, but we definitely try to throw in some of those, those elements. Yeah. We do a lot of vocal stacks and stuff, like exactly. like vocal, like Foos and uh, like Beach Boys sort of. It's almost like, yeah, it's almost a little bit choral-esque, you know, because like Grady and I both do choir. And so we definitely have oh, a lot cool. of like, choir, a little, just a tiny bit of choir influence, not like too much. But, yeah. Like, for some of our songs. Definitely like, choir influence on a lot of our songs. Like Maple, Maple Blue, that one section. So Jacob yeah. Collier. <laughs> and Da Vinci has a lot of background vocals too. So I think. I'd say the Vinci is the least choral ass, though. Like, it, yeah. it does a lot of background vocals, though. I think we've been getting more into that background vocal type wave because Yo-Yo didn't have any. I just want to know, had, yeah, I just want to know had a lot, too. But I think, like, I just we're just really inspired by, like, layered vocal kind of, like, yeah. harmonies. Yeah. Just really rich kind of sounds. Do you guys, like, in addition to, like, what was it, business and engineering, do you guys, like, take music classes at Slow, like, at Cal Poly? Um, the first quarter I did like a jazz style, yeah. jazz history class as like a GE. And I did like some music appreciation class, but I don't know, like we haven't really been taking class, like music classes here to like get better at our instruments or anything. I've been taking my single I, music class. Well, I, I want to, but it's just like, I don't think there's a way for me to be able to even graduate with uh, minor music. I really want to do minor music, but like it gets hard with Poly kind of system to get that much credits done. Um, you guys are in jazz. You guys were in jazz combos. Though. Oh yeah, I was in the yeah. ensembles. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of like exactly. And then yeah, I I did some music classes. I'm actually minoring in music. My major, I can like kind of pick a my own concentration that can be my minor. So I'm gonna make music my concentration. Oh, that's um, cool. yeah. And I've taken some some music classes, some like music theory and history classes. So I, I need to take a couple more. But yeah, it's just something. I'm kind of doing for fun just because yeah. I'm, I'm doing a business major and not a music degree. Um, so I just wanted to take some music classes, you know, just to get some knowledge. Yeah. Okay. So I've seen some like videos of like pre COVID, like you guys performing. And I kind of just want you guys to like walk me through like what's like a Honey Boys like live show, like pre COVID. Like, so like, it's funny because, you know, especially like the first song we put out, it's very like light warm it seems so sweet you know and you and like just even our image it's like flowers it's like oh like oh i bet they're so chill live and we are chill but like <laughs> at, the same time, at the same time we we like i mean we're chill compared to like some of the hyper bands and slow that really have high energy songs every single song um but we love to rock out and like at the end of the day i think the most important thing when performing live is to put on a show and to yeah you know, give the energy and, and give them your energy. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we just go crazy. I, I jump around a lot. Fun <laughs> <laughs> to perform with. Grady and Reese are just vibing out. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I try to always interact with the audience, you know, and just jump into them and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really dependent on like, you know, the, the space that we're at. Like we played a slow doco show which was a, a donut shop show, which was really fun. You know, that donut shop will we'll put on shows for us, but that was a lot different than let's say, you know, a house show that we played where it was jam packed and like, you know, yeah. different. I had like the video I saw was like Ari with not the hair, like no hair. Oh yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to perform so I can, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> with my hair. I, Everyone just sweat. Just he needs to run off. Yeah, you just do this like a dog, and you'll. Just... <laughs> I love that. You brought his hair, bro. You didn't hear from me though. I, I feel like everyone should should rock the insane hair. <laughs> that could be like a, a like it could be a thing that you guys do, like a signature hair thing. Yeah, signature hair thing. Maybe. I, yeah. I think for me, when I play live, I don't know if Grady feels the same way or like Matt feels the same way or Ari feels the same way, but I just love throwing in different stuff every time that makes it interesting for me. Cause like, 
when I see like when I was used, like thinking about like bands who went on tours, like how do they not get tired of the same song? And I think the way you can kind of like play the same song and not get tired of it is just throwing in interesting stuff and trying to like play a different solo every night. And I think like Frank Zappa says something like that, like I just love improving and not playing the same solo every single night and just I don't know. I think that's the most for me, like making up my own stuff on the fly, that's like the peak of live performance. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, this is a question Sarah and I like to ask a lot of artists, but what was like your worst show ever? Oh, I have the story. There, there was with that replacement drummer. Yeah, that, I, I, I won't say that was bad I, though. I don't think. Let me, let me, let me paint the picture. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> So basically we, we got asked to play this super underground, like cool show. I think it was like pretty much illegal. Um, and <laughs> during, it was during finals week, it was on campus in a classroom, a classroom finals week show. And this was literally, this was our second show ever as a band. And so we didn't even like, like we had practiced once or twice. And like, you know, my, my friend asked us if we wanted to play and we were like, sure, why not? And then I think Matt, like, later on or maybe he told me he couldn't play but we were like you know what whatever we'll, we'll still do it and one of our friends there he was a drummer he'd never played any of our songs before and we were like yo do you want to just like play with us and just like hit the drums and, and see what happens and so we did that and it went actually pretty well but at the same time of course you know it was it was a little rough you know at least from our perspective since you know, like, none yeah, of them. I mean, the, the acoustics were also not ideal, too, but it was just kind yeah, of, the vibe, the, the vibe of it was just kind of, like, the acoustics are bad, but, like, it doesn't matter, you know? Yeah, we, so like, tried to... like, a classroom, like, packed? <laughs> yeah, it was, like, a packed classroom show, and it, it was funny, too, because, you know, like, we have a couple songs that are very slow and very jazzy, crooner-esque, you know? And, like, the band that played right before us, we were using their PA for the vocals, and they were, like, a hard rock punk band. And so when I started singing into his mic, he had it like all distorted and stuff. And so like, it was just like, it was really like weird, like singing like these super like hard rock vocals over like the nice like Honey Boys, you know, arrangements that we have. It was just like, everything was out of place. And then the drums, were, like, <laughs> it was super sick that we had drums, but they were just like, you know, it wasn't that. So. Yeah. What about like, yeah. <laughs> Wow. I know I'm amazing, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, what about a best gig, favorite gig? Mm. I think I know which one this is. And I think it, like everyone's different. It comes from our video. Um, we played oh. a show, like, we, we literally, you know, we only played a couple shows before quarantine hit, uh, but it was at my house. And this was like the first show where, like, one of our first like kind of bigger shows we played it with Bryce's band and we played it with like Autopipe and like me and Bryce we were kind of worried that not that many people were going to come to our show you know like we were like like you know like we want to make sure that this isn't a bust and we don't throw a show and there's only a couple people there yeah um so we put it out on Facebook we put it out everywhere we're like, we gotta get this out here and then when when it comes time the first band starts and the, literally everything's already packed there's already like 20 people waiting outside and we're like this is not good like this is not good and it was literally it was so packed there was like 50 50 people waiting outside and the cops eventually got called it was it was a crazy show but it was i think for for everyone like that was a super fun time i mean the, the energy that the crowd had was just like nothing i'd ever experienced especially because it was such a confined space you know it wasn't like a giant arena where you're kind of always yeah. disconnected from the crowd you can really you know you could feel everyone breathing on you and like, of course, <laughs> COVID and stuff, you know, we, we, we weren't really thinking about that back then, but it was super cool. I mean, people were crowd surfing. I've never played a show where people actually crowd surf. So, I mean, you know, we could check that off. Our list. I know Bryce like was telling us about that and he also painted it as like just an epic time as you did. Oh, yeah, it was so epic cool. time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was like, I remember like after that show, I like went up to Bryce and I was like, you know, like we're gonna remember like I told him I was like these are the good old times I told him that right there and like I've I've seen quotes where like people are like when do you know when the good old times <laughs> and I was like I told him I was like these are the good old times right now like it's right now Aww, <laughs> that's really like, sweet <laughs> yeah. in the moment I was like this this is so sick what we're doing you know and that that was a super fun show and like it was just cool because we really as a as a group you know brought together this community of like you know college students 
yeah. we drove out all the way to, to our house to just, you know, listen to some live music and vibe. It was cool. Do you guys have anything to add to that? No. Favorite show? I know my favorite show. That was one of my favorite ones. Our, yeah. The one that I was talking about was actually insane. I remember one girl, like, fell into the bass drum. It's kind of crazy. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> I would say, personally, for me, we had a show at Sonoka, which is, like, this donut shop. And we played at, like, 9 o'clock. And I'm in, like, a fraternity. And we had, like, a little, like, date party. So I brought, like, me and some of my friends and my date all came a little bit late to this show. And I thought it was super cool because it was, like, worlds colliding. And also, it was just fun to play in this, like, a donut shop. Like, you're just, like, blasting music in a donut shop. Like, at 9 <laughs> yeah. o'clock at night. <laughs> it was so fun. Yeah. Like, I like, I like yeah. this. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, I just remember playing Da Vinci in the donut shop, and then um, there's like a buildup in Da Vinci, um, and I just looked at Reese, and we made eye contact, and we were just like bobbing our heads up and down. Yeah, so and it, was, it, it was it was so fun. That's awesome. Personally, well, yeah, I mean, okay, to kind of start wrapping things up here, what are like obviously you guys have put out some things or planning to release more, but like, what are some like you know what are your goals like what's what should we be on the lookout from you guys? Big moves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we're, we're going to be releasing um, a new single, one another, uh, in like, what, like, almost like three, have we? Yes. March 5th. March 5th. Yeah. So we're gonna be releasing that in like, on March 5th, and that's exciting. And then some more will be to come. Uh, Afterwards. After that, <laughs> we got to, we we have some like good songs coming up after that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, in terms of like long term goals, you know, we're just trying to go on tour and whatnot, and just like perform live once COVID's done. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to do this again. This was fun. You guys are cool dudes. I'm excited to see what you guys are coming out with. I'll be waiting on March 5th for this new song. Um, but yeah, if you guys just want to take a second and like plug yourself, social media, things like that. So yeah, we're, we're honey boys. Uh, yeah, we have a song coming out March 5th. Uh, you can find us on Spotify anywhere. We're on Instagram as well. And at honey boys music. Yeah. At honey boys music on Instagram. Yeah, just feel free to DM us. Um, we'd love to chat with you guys. We also have a TikTok that hopefully we're going to start posting on more. Um, but yeah, thank you guys. Peace. Yeah. Fall to the wayside, think I lost the baseline, lost you Only happy in the daytime, but it's a great find my throat And I know I've been too reckless, leaving all my messes with you Alright, so for our shout-out this week, um, we want to give a very special shout-out to a woman named Victoria Monet, and she is a singer-songwriter um, one of her biggest projects that she just recently did, she, like, co-wrote all of Positions by Ariana Grande, which is, like, a super freaking successful album. Yeah. Um, but... Switching the positions <laughs> for you. Yeah, but, um, Victoria, she's a black, like I said, singer-songwriter, and if Ariana Grande, you're co-writing with her, who's, like, super successful, like, you're you're yeah. go, you're going places. Yeah, you, you, you've been places. You're legit. That um, and <laughs> got the like, cameras. <laughs> yeah, like we said, um, in shout outs, we always just like to highlight the black and other minority artists. So shout out to Victoria Monet. Okay, so for the friends of friends episode, we thought it would be appropriate to invite on a friend of a friend. But I will say, the friend of the friend is in the process of becoming just a friend. Um, the middleman is being cut out. But this is Max Indaviri. Is that how you say it? Yeah, it's like in the very beginning. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but Max was in slash is still in like the music business program um, here at KU. And he's good friends with Caroline Bluebaugh, who, if you forgot, wrote the intro and outro to our song oh, or to our podcast. That's her? yeah that's awesome and then um he's also friends with olivia who has just been like a good like resource for us as we were like talking to artists and stuff to get on the show so i reached out to him to have him on the show he's a musician he is currently a sophomore at ku 
and he's super talented so we're excited to have him on the show <laughs> thank you i appreciate that yeah uh, at least one of those things is true for sure uh, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> is this like the place where i like plug who i am in essence i i don't know i i make tunes i got about four tunes out now okay um, are you like on spotify and like streaming services uh absolutely i'm on spotify apple music these are some norwegian ones you've never heard of like <laughs> amazing it's out it's out everywhere that'll be really helpful for our norwegian audience that we don't have yeah. the, the the large following in <laughs> norwegia max let's get started like how did you get into music All oh right, wait, so sorry i I'll... forgot to ask oh, her <laughs> that thought every person that we have on we asked this question to what is your go-to karaoke song my go-to karaoke song yeah. uh i would have to say probably a party in the usa by miley uh, <laughs> all right i love it i, love I don't it. think you know it's one of those songs that everyone sings when they're really really drunk and I, <laughs> so i just think the floor is so low there is no way i could be the worst version anyone's ever heard of it you know <laughs> It is. I really like that. Our generation, I feel like. <laughs> but yeah, now tell us about how you got started in music and stuff. All right. So when I was seven, uh, or before that, before I was seven, back when I was a young boy, I, I was really obsessed with Guitar Hero, uh, which is, I mean, it doesn't really translate. That's a tremendous music to my amount. Ears, Max. That's music yeah. to my ears. <laughs> but. I mean, like, when I was, like, an infant, my dad would come home, and I'd be, like, jumping up and down on the couch playing <laughs> Fire and Flames or whatever. Uh, oh, my God. And it was, like, and one day, it's just, like, hey, how about I get you a real guitar? And the real guitar wasn't even a real guitar. It was, like, a three-quarters of a normal one. It was, like, a really tiny acoustic one. <laughs> um, but he taught me a couple of chords on that. And then uh, after I kept practicing and kept practicing, he got me my first electric guitar. Uh, and then like about that was when I was like seven so about uh, almost 14 years later <laughs> here we are oh my god um, which is kind of crazy um but I mean I've obviously been blessed to have my parents support me in like lessons uh and also very lucky to play with a lot of bands that were really killing uh throughout my high school years <laughs> uh and then now I don't know I studied jazz at KU and I make uh, soft rock tunes what's up there was a solid like three week period where i like somehow was able to relate guitar hero to like everything that we talked about on the podcast um, <laughs> so i really appreciate that i on the That's other what, there was a because sarah plays a lot of guitar hero like at home in her room but she it came to the point where she started bringing like the ds version of guitar oh, hero oh, to, like, no. like we'd all be hanging out and sarah would like whip out her ds <laughs> <laughs> I had that one with the like little extendo clip yeah, you put yeah. on there. That's yeah. got the little. <laughs> it's it's not as good as the actual PS2 version. No. PS2 version always has my heart. Mm, uh. Absolutely. <laughs> but so you said that you study jazz. What is that like? Like for people that aren't in the music school, like what is it like to study um jazz in in college? So, I mean, it's a lot of learning in a very traditional sense in con the context of music like it's the same as all your other classes which is kind of kind of um interesting or a lot of it is the same as your other classes i do have a private lesson every week with a guitar instructor who's killing his name is alex frank mm -hmm. uh, and he he's a absolute master um <laughs> but i mean a lot of it what frustrates me is it's very uh traditional in that sense um and so as a jazz student, you just learn a lot about like the building blocks of songs um, and how, how how things things work. I don't know. It's hard to explain without a, a overarching context of what music is. And to me, like the, the metaphor has always been kind of cheesy, but music is kind of a language in that like, you know, when I'm talking right now, I'm making a new sentence, but all of the words are things I've heard before from someone else. Mm -hmm. And so jazz school is like teaching you the words that you can use, hopefully as like building blocks later on in life. And so, I don't know, at first I kind of discounted it as like, this isn't really for me because I'm a blues and soft rock guy. Uh -huh. um, 
But now I realize that, like, I mean, everybody uses some form of jazz harmony. Like, Rex Orange County has made his entire living off of that, uh, just using seventh chords um, to add a little spice to traditional pop songs and make them feel a little bit more sad boy <laughs> Uh But, yeah, to answer your question, jazz school is, like, very – sometimes it's frustrating because it's not exactly what I want to be studying. Mm-hmm. But I think that studying it has made me tremendously better at what I want to do, you know? Okay, that's really cool. Yeah. How has, like, um, how is the, because you're in the music certificate program as well, how has that kind of helped, like, in your studies, like, pair with, like, you know, reaching your potential career goals? Well, I think that, well, first off, the business and music certificate is awesome. It was started... I think I think conjunct <laughs> together um, by Brandon Draper and Derek Kwan. Uh, and Draper's a killing drummer and drum teacher at KU, and then Kwan's the guy who runs the lead center essentially. Um, and so they're both like masters at that art form in their own right, and and just the process of getting hired as a musician. But it, uh, for me personally, the progression has been. When you're a musician, especially when you're first starting out, everyone tells you, like, you're good at it, but no one makes a living doing it, and you're going to starve if you try. Uh, And the Business and Music Certificate has been really helpful in making me realize the legitimacy of what I do uh, and the fact that it has value. And I can not commodify it, but, like, market it and make it a more cohesive thing. And so I think that, like, if you asked me who I was as a musician three years back, I'd have a lot less of a tangible idea than I do now. Yeah, that's really cool. I think, so you were saying the type of music you make is kind of like soft rock. So where are some of your like musical inspirations coming in? What do you listen to? Who? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'd always, for a more nuanced uh, understanding, like where my music is, I've always described it as like somewhere between John Mayer and Rex Orange County. Cool. Um, I was, I don't know, like the cheesy tagline that I really don't want to say is like, it's music. It's like e-boy music for kids who were born in the wrong generation. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> which I, I mean sucks, but like, it's, it's true that there's a certain demographic out there that like really dig the Beatles and really dig the stones, but also really dig like modern pop production. Uh, and I think that's where I'm at. But as far as what I listen to, like I listen to seventies rock and Motown soul, baby. That's why I dig. Uh, and when I do my cover sets, it's always, it's everything from uh, Michael Jackson to Billy Joel is what I tell people. Um, Cause that's the stuff I dig is like, really really good songwriting with really really interesting chord changes um and just something about that retro aesthetic is like um it's hard to replicate but also like that doesn't mean that there's not modern artists that are absolutely killing it right now too uh some of my favorite i really dig wolfpack who uh, if you don't, don't know them they like yeah it's like they make like really interesting funk they call it low volume funk i think my hypothesis about them is that they're the response the music response to like uh asmr stuff like (laughs) their music just fits all into like it's like a bunch of different parts that fit intricately together to make it really funky and groovy but like just good feeling wasn't it i because we've definitely talked about um wolfpack is definitely come up in talking it specifically came up when we were talking with the glass bandits yeah and I, yeah. i'm trying to remember yeah. how um i think it was josh put it but he was like we want to make music that you can like groove to versus like um well yeah, you know like, what i'm talking about there you know, yeah you want to be they wanted to be like like vibey like groovy like you're not just like dancing like you're like actually right. doing the music like yeah. you're and it, they were we were kind of talking about like the difference between like i said like kind of like vibing and grooving versus like just like wanting to dance yeah yeah a hundred percent yeah and glass bandit and i like i would say they're probably the closest to the stuff that i dig in the lawrence music community i've love those guys like um we had them into the (laughs) session (laughs) a few weeks ago 
uh and they're just absolutely killing but also when i like talk to donnie or i talk to ben it's like all the bands that i listen to they listen to too so like people like lawrence or wolfpack are uh just like i just really love like big bands with big horn sections and just the <laughs> level of thought that goes into it is awesome but then i also love like singer songwriter stuff like uh taylor goldsmith from dawes is really cool oh no yeah yeah is that does that name ring a bell for you it or? does actually oh, hell yeah he's a killer um and so recently my goal has been to like take the fun element of like funk and soul music and then put it in the context of like singer songwriter stuff where they play that one chord with that one lyric that just fits so perfectly that sticks <laughs> out in your head and you can be like that made me feel something <laughs> so know, what the besides the guitar what other instruments do you play any other instruments uh, yeah, I so if you listen to any of the four records I have out right now, I actually tracked and produced all of them oh, that's pretty awesome. much by myself. Yeah, I had a mastering engineer on Don't You Stay and Take Your Time. His name's Swade Simpson, or that's his stage name, and he's a, a killing, like, pop, dance pop artist, too. Um, but uh, I play bass, I play drums, I play keys... Uh, I've been playing some slide and some steel guitar on the newest record. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, which is fun and very bluegrass, which is interesting. Um, and then let me think, what else? Well, I mean, I, I sing if you count that too. Uh, I just, the only thing I want to play is horns. I really want to be able to play a horn. I Dude, any, uh, any song, any band that has a horn section has my heart. <laughs> Absolutely. We can agree on that for sure. Um, um, so what have you been doing? Like, obviously things have slowed down a little bit with COVID and like the colder weather. So you can't even do like outdoor venues. Like you said, you played at Uplift, which is where Grace works. But what have you been doing to like keep yourself busy, like specifically during the pandemic music wise? Well, you hit the nail on the head, which is before, you know, it's negative two degrees outside. <laughs> uh, I used to be able to go to outdoor venues uh, and there were places that were relatively safe, um, like Bull Creek Distillery out in Spring Hill is pretty cool. Uh, it's entirely outdoor. They had like cornhole and stuff too. And I just sat up for three hours and played cover sets. Um, but now that's all kind of shut down. And so the focus for me has turned somewhat inwards and also planning ahead as to when when it gets warmer what am I bringing to the table? And so I actually, I'm working on two projects right now. I have a solo record, which is more singer songwritery stuff mm-hmm. um, that I have tracked um, and soon to be released. <laughs> soon, soon is a relative term in musician. Level, right. But, uh, and then I also have a band that I work with called the whips official, which is uh, like Wolfpack almost uh, it's a funk rhythm section, a funk soul rhythm section and we rotate singers so we have a six track ep that we have planned uh where we have a different singer featured on every track and then at oh, the end we have an instrumental <laughs> i'm gonna plug this one right here because i think it's cool we have an instrumental uh track that's a bass battle between two different bass players doing solos uh, and it's called godzilla versus mothra <laughs> 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 wait that's that's a really cool like concept is that yeah. is that like six song EP? Is that the first release for this band? Are they? That is the first that? release okay. for this band. This are band I've been you... playing with since high school. But oh, um, wait, where are you from? We should have asked you that. Oh, I'm from I'm from Overland Park, Kansas. Okay. Uh, very luckily, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, do uh, any of those other guys like do they or guys or gals go to KU? Oh, they're actually all all freshmen. Um. If you want the rundown, we got Quinn Cosgrove, who I call the golden retriever of bass. He's my favorite person, maybe <laughs> ever, because uh, he's just always smiling and his energy is insane. Then we got Miles Aww. Patterson, Miles Danger Patterson on the drums, um, and he's just a killer in his own right uh, and also an amazing athlete. Uh, and then the most recent addition, this used to be a three-piece. This used to be a trio, and then we added a guy. Uh, we were looking for a keyboard player. And I was like, I want a guy that's like Billy Joel. And we found this guy uh, from TikTok, actually. His name is Mr. Piano Man on TikTok. He has like a couple hundred thousand followers or something insane. Oh, wow. But his name, his dude named Max Cooper, and he's from Utah. 
and <laughs> he's been living with the Mormons, and he's transferring to KU. Oh my and he's, gosh. honest to God, the best piano player I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'm just so excited to get him out in front of people at a live show. The dude can play, like, laying down with, like, his hands over his head and just play oh better God. better than most people can. And God. That's incredible. Yeah, and not to plug myself too much, but, like, this dude is a tank, and you're going to want to be at the shows that he plays <laughs> because he's awesome. I am so ready to be back going to live shows. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Cannot get – cannot be ready for that soon enough. Like, come on. We're oh, trying. Like, on, the, on the theme of uh, shows uh, pre-COVID, um, what are some of your, like, favorite gigs slash venues that you've played at? Well, in Lawrence, the jazz house is always super duper <laughs> cool. Uh, and that's always a fun place because, like, I don't know, there's a bunch of stories about the green room <laughs> back there. It's always a good time. Uh, and then it's, it's just always fun. Um, it's fun for the people going, speaking from experience. Yeah. Really, really. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a good – I can't wait until I'm, like, able to, like, actually booze out there, you know? Um, <laughs> once, I'm, once I'm 21 uh, because that <laughs> – that that like just going to see a band and like also having a bar night sounds amazing to me um, <laughs> and I've, I've not been able to experience that yet but besides that other venues i've been very blessed to be on the roster for a lot of really cool like charity benefit events um and usually how those go is the venue will get you a discounted rate because you're doing it for charity and so I've played charity shows at places like the Uptown Theater in KC or, or the Gem Theater. Uh, and then a few years back, I played uh, the Cricket Wireless, like the one out in Bonner Springs. Um, oh, wow. That's yeah, cool. With this uh, classic rock band called Joyride that was killing. Uh, I was just playing guitar back then. I didn't even sing or write music. Did you have like a, like you kind of mentioned it, did you have a period where you were just kind of like essentially being guitar players, like for people who needed it? Yeah. And, um, you know, I got my recording device right here if anyone wants any tracks laid down, but, um, not to plug too much again, <laughs> but, um, I, yeah, I, when I came up, I was just a guitar player. Uh, I when I started Joyride, which is a classic rock band for me during my high school, uh, I didn't start it; I just joined it, um, and I got brought on as a guitar player. And they slowly slowly started to fade me into doing like harmonies and stuff. Uh, and then I realized like, hey, like I could be okay at singing. And honestly, like my voice was always a big detraction from what people thought about my music when I was first starting. But then I sang long enough. Now when I get like a compliment about my voice, it's like always still shocking and amazing to me because I'm like, damn, like you like that? Like <laughs> bagging on me that for that for a little while back. But I don't know. It's also I, I hear John Mayer say like always that when he hears someone else cover his song, he's like, well, me, I have to. But you like, why did you do that? Because like writing songs you can write around your voice and you can write around your range but mm -hmm. like i'm not gonna lie like where i'm at kind of limits me a little bit like i'm not hitting christina aguilera like whistle <laughs> notes or anything but I, th I like to think i can write a good song around it but anyway back to <laughs> back to your question i'm really off topic here um i think that yeah back in the day i used to just play guitar uh and then i fell in love with songwriting uh and the gratification of having people respond to something that just like was in your head and no one else's before that you know yeah yeah that's really cool so did you get to do some songwriting like for or with these some of these bands that you were playing with um the way I started writing was actually weird I didn't I didn't write at all with Joyride because that was just like straight down the middle cover band of like all the Billy Joel tunes in the world which is cool <laughs> that's cool but <laughs> it uh I, I like i think i wrote like one song at a summer camp when i was like six or something <laughs> uh and then i didn't really touch it for a while uh until i don't i don't know if i should tell the story until <laughs> i in high school um this girl took me out to a parking lot in her car and I mean, I think we know what that means by yeah. now, but back <laughs> in hindsight, 
but back then your boy <laughs> did not know uh and so we sat there watching the sunset awkwardly for like a good 30 minute period <laughs> and i got home um and then i slowly but surely realized what had happened but after that she wasn't very interested because she felt like i had blown her off <laughs> and so i wrote my first ever song just like tracking it into garage band um, it, it was garbage it will never see the light of day it was called where was what we had when i wasn't interested <laughs> um, <laughs> but but the the moral of the story is that i i had that experience and i was like there's only one way for me to rationalize this and it just kind of happened naturally in that uh and very slowly but surely and this is like what what's hard to explain to people is like you got to write a lot of bad songs first or you got to be okay with the possibility of that yeah and very slowly but surely um i think that i think that my music has started to develop into something where i'm like saying what i want to say about something and making a nuanced point and that's like that's like my favorite songs do that as they just they don't tell you what to think but they just like offer up their perspective as something that you can believe uh which i think is the power of music it's like it's like it's like it's like inception but like less intrusive it's like i can communicate my words and my thoughts in a way that's more effective than you would ever think no that's super cool and i think that's like one thing that when we have artists on we like want to encourage them to share so going off of that enough with talking about it why don't you um go ahead and play the little acoustic piece that you have all right uh this is experimental um this is the first time i've done anything like this but hopefully the rig holds up this song um this song is called living with you and it's about you know the type of people that you could imagine your life with you know when you grow old and it's about that being kind of a new feeling for me as I'm like 20 years old, but it's uh, something to think about, so. I'll make some calls. Still wake up at two. I wake up late. Egg whites and pasta. Listen soon. Talk about weird combinations. Let's patch up that drywall. Put food on that plate. And stop that dog's barking. Cause this getting Well, I'll fix your toilet. Looking Living with you Living with you And you've got your eyes And she's got them too Maybe she's reckless Maybe she's right out of school. Never see college. Act like a fool. She still got a woman to look up to.
so well used. I'll watch you wait, and I'll dream about my greatest mistake. Waiting so damn to make it true. Oh my gosh, that was awesome. And I think Grace and I are both low-key crying because that's the cutest thing ever. I was gonna say Aww. that was that was so sweet. <laughs> Glad y'all dig it. Yeah, so well, I definitely am hearing like in that a lot of the things that you were just trying to that you were saying that you try to for uh, sure come have come through. So that that was Thank so you. cool. Yeah. Well, hey. I I appreciate that. You know, it's just because um, that's like even that's crazy. Like no one else has heard the song before, but like y'all saying that makes me feel like damn. Like some of the thoughts in my head are valid. Like this is yeah, crazy. no, for sure. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. We're glad you wanted to share it with us. Um, yeah, thank yeah. you. But if you want to take like a quick sec, plug your like socials and your music and stuff. What are where where can we find follow you and stuff? All right, what's up, rebeaters? Uh, <laughs> 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 is that what you call it? that's what you should call them i think um, yeah i think we should i think that was just established <laughs> all right so <laughs> my name is max indivary um i'm the first guy that comes up if you look up max i on spotify uh which is very helpful i just passed max indian uh for that spot so it's lit um <laughs> but besides that you can find me at uh max uh m-a-x and then i-n-d-i v-e-r-i you can flash it on the screen like well, 1-800 number or something uh and then my my music instagram is max Indivary music uh and then if you want to follow me on the personal you can hit that too um and besides that you know hit me up with a follow on spotify if you dig what you heard i'm gonna be dropping a bunch of new music here soon uh i'm i'm very proud of it uh, i think it's closer to what i really want to play um and I think that people will dig it. Um, besides that, stay tuned. Uh, oh, you can find my band, The Whips, at The Whips Official. Uh, whips, like, or like a car. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and that's that's where you can find my band. Uh, you can also find me on TikTok at MH Indivary. Um, my last name's the same way it was before. <laughs> uh, and the band at the whips official uh as well on tiktok we make some silly content for you there um Amazing. and yeah just like if you see me say hi uh and yeah like a follow on spotify would literally make my day like i i always know that i don't follow people when they uh <laughs> when i like like their music it's really hard to make that jump but like if you do it's amazing and i'll i'll, I'll thank you forever awesome well, thank you so much for coming on, Max. This was awesome. And thank you again for playing the song live. That's super exciting. We love having people do that. Um, I know it's kind of hard over Zoom, but we made it work. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm glad I'm glad it all worked out. I was really worried my audio was about to crap out on me there in the, for half um. a second. But. All right, guys. It's time for some send-off songs, meaning you've made it to the end of another episode of Reboot with Sarah and Grace. Not just another episode. The 25th, the 25th. episode. That's Fives crazy. and zeros are important, people. Yeah, <laughs> true. Um, but yeah, so like... Uh, like we've been doing this season, uh, we're, you know, trying to make an effort to connect with you guys more. So we're going to shout out some songs that you guys have shared to us via Instagram. Um, so definitely, if you're not following us, please do at Rebeat with SNG on Instagram and Twitter and Rebeat on Facebook. So you guys can kind of share uh, what you're listening to week by week with us. Um, but Jen.uh spelled U-G-H, mm -hmm. hashtag relatable Jen. Um, <laughs> she commented and said that she's back in emo and she's jamming to My Chemical Romance, but she's still nostalgic and vibing to Bruno Mars. So we love that for Jen. Yeah, uh. good for her. <laughs> um, and then the other person I wanted to highlight is, her username is Francesca Reyna, all together. And she's listening to Lie 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 by Joshua Bassett. 
And I'm sure we could have a whole conversation on all the tea happening with Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bassett, but we'll save that for another time. <laughs> yeah, so uh, those are the audience sent off songs, um, but Grace and I are still going to share some of ours. So the first one I'm going to share is Drugs by Ty Verdes. Um, I don't really do drugs, um, but I have been <laughs> really jamming to this song. Uh, Thanks for clarifying that. <laughs> it's just like, it, I don't know, it's just fun and groovy, but it gets better because my next song that I've been listening to is called Cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Relax, um, Sarah. <laughs> but it's by Pink Sweats, and the S at the end of Sweats is a dollar sign. But I promise I'm not actually doing drugs. I get just evidently am listening to songs about doing drugs, I guess. Okay, I've also been listening to some Pink Sweats. I like the song Drama a lot. But this week, I've been listening to Save Your Tears by The Weeknd. After that Super Bowl moment, I was like, T. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the other band I've been listening to is Peach Pit, and I'm listening oh. to their song called Peach Pit. I love that song, yeah. dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, that's what's been happening with Sarah and I musically this week. Um, but, again, if you're not following us on social media, do it. Freaking do it, dude. And, I and promise we're even fun. If you follow, okay, I'm not going to lie. A follow is great. But, like, actually interacting, like, responding to our stories, a a like, a comment. A share, dare I say. Yeah. Um, Um, All those things. And if you're listening on, like, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, be sure you, like, follow our podcast. Mm -hmm. um, We would appreciate that. Slash, like, also rate it. That's cool. That is cool. We love you guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And have the happiest of Saturdays. No, I'm so sorry. Have the happiest of Sundays. Apologies for that. And if you're not listening on Sunday, you have the happiest (laughs) whatever day you're listening to. Yes. Every day is a fun day. Every day is a good day. Grace and Sarah out. It's a great day to have a good day, you heard. (laughs)